Seasons change, temperatures drop, and our conversation turns to wetter weather on this week's edition of the Inside Scoop. Welcome back to another episode of the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. Our hope is that you'll find some good nuggets of info for you and your family to use for a more successful experience this school year. If you do, please give us a like, click subscribe or follow, and pass the information along to a friend. They'll be glad you did. It used to be that a forecast for a chance of snow or ice would echo across our airwaves, leading students into a night of hoping for snow on the ground and the cancellation of all school activities the next day. Some would wear their PJs backwards, while others would flush ice cubes down the toilet in hopes that their superstitious act would make their dream uh, come true. And so, <laughs> could this year's long-range forecast make students' dreams come true? Well, here to shed some light on how weather decisions are made is Cobb's chief Cobb's chief strategy and accountability officer, John Floresta. You are the chief meteorologist, yeah, aren't you? That's a title I will not accept, but thank you for the offer. <laughs> Too much liability, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, we, we joke and kid a bit about snow days here in the South, but it's a really big deal for our students. Um, and you're, you're not from here, are you? Originally not. I just went right there, didn't I? <laughs> I've been here for long enough to be to be to be fair about yeah, it. Yeah, well, you're an honorary southerner. I but, spent uh, um, about 20 years in the Northeast, where it snows a lot more. It's certainly colder. <laughs> so, and you, about 20 years here. Do you now. chuckle when we we have a, a snowflake fall and everybody panics? You know, I used to, and I think those who are here in Cobb County from someplace that um, isn't Cobb County, at least originally, they all think the same. You know, what what's the big deal? It's an inch of snow, or it's 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 a little bit cold, but it is different because um, the resources are different. So, uh, someplace else in the country, whether it's northeast or, mm-hmm. or anywhere else, um, uh, there's more um, snowplows, there's more yeah. um, salt machines, and so what goes into preparing for winter weather here in Atlanta is a little bit different than it is <laughs> in other parts of the country. Um, so we spend uh, we have folks here on our team who spend time even now um, months away uh preparing for winter weather so that kids can get back and forth to school safely well i i as a southerner i do appreciate the grace that you've <laughs> extended um so obviously the kids have uh, by the by the way do you uh have you ever heard of these superstitions i mentioned in the, the open no tell me more oh I, that's, that's about it <laughs> no, <laughs> all, all I, I used to do was just sit by the radio back in those days not like a big console radio but you know wsb uh, for example are you trying radio to say you predate tv david is that what you're the 1900s say? but let's move on um but yeah i mean it, it was a huge thing for the kids but the parents really need yeah. the information just as soon as they can get it yeah we're, we're, we're joking about it but when you think about it from a student perspective it, it, it is it's 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 that moment uh whether it's winter weather or or anything else frankly that'll give you a, a day off of school it's a good thing for for the adults parents and staff included it is obviously a lot more complicated and we try to get as far in front of that as as um possible mm-hmm. podcasts maybe talking about it um some of the resources i know that you guys put out um, are so that parents can have as much information, not just about is it going to snow, is there going to be school on a particular day, but what goes into that process. Yeah. And um, we've got a number of folks both here inside the district and then outside the district who work together to make 
um, those decisions. A decision to close school or, or change school in any way, shape, or form, we know is a big deal, sure. uh, whether it's weather-related or not. And those decisions obviously aren't taken lightly, and there's a number of factors that go into that. First and foremost, as always, you've heard us say it a million times, it's always safety. Uh, and so when it comes to winter weather particularly, can we get students back and forth to school safely mm-hmm. uh, in the morning and in the afternoon? If the answer to that is no or we don't know, then we're not going to have school. Okay, so a, a moment ago you mentioned uh inside and outside uh, resources, trying to figure out what the situation is going to be and then how the district responds to it. Tell us a little bit about that relationship. By outside resources, I'm assuming you're talking about the actual weather meteorologist forecasting what's likely to happen, which in Atlanta is, as I understand it, is really, really hard just because of our terrain and and where we sit. I, I'm I'm talking beyond myself. Yeah. I'm not a meteorologist. What do you expect? Yeah, none but, of us none of us are either, right? I mean, we're all we're all teachers, and so um, we're relying on those who are. Yeah. We joked earlier about not wanting to be a, a meteorologist. They've got a tough job um, being able to you know tell the weather and and uh, not just be accurate about it for the general public, but for um, school districts like ours or organizations like ours that are making decisions based off of. Um, off that. So if you're thinking about winter weather or again, it, it could be a hurricane. We could be talking about flooding. We could be talking about high winds even. I mean, there are a whole variety of weather scenarios um, that really begin when we're notified by the National Weather Service. That's mm-hmm. really where the whole process begins. Okay. They do a very good job both here in Atlanta. There's National, I'm um, sorry, the Atlanta uh, Weather Service, which mm-hmm. is, um, I believe, a division of the National Weather Service. And then National Weather Service at the federal level do a good job of letting our staff know when um, there might be a weather event. They typically will let staff know as early as a week in advance, really? some days, a couple days. And that starts a process for us where our staff then gets moving. Our operational staff assumes the worst uh-huh. and starts preparing for that, both in terms of transportation, um, uh, nutri- food and nutrition, uh, communications happening with the schools and the principals. Um, and then ultimately we are relying on that weather um, that weatherman uh, who's as uh, the event gets closer to time is going to give us their very best information and then yeah. ultimately superintendent um, makes the call on on school being so open or closed you, you just try to get the best information possible and, and then it and provide that to the superintendent and he makes that final call is that kind of how the process works yeah in consultation with um with uh, our staff operational staff chief operations officer mark smith and uh his team they're really on the ground um talking with the weather service and again preparing us operationally as if we're going to be open and if we're going to be closed all all (laughs) at the same time which as you can imagine isn't easy um and in that there's always a there's always a time gap between you know, the public starts asking questions. Moms and dads say, hey, you know, we're going to have school. We heard it might snow in a day or two. In that day or two that you begin asking questions as parents, um, we're working. And we have been working. Because, again, we've probably known it's coming for maybe a little uh, a day or two yeah. before it really hits the media cycle. Um, and in that period of time is not only are we preparing, but then, again, we're communicating. So we're communicating with, with weather experts. We're communicating with other districts. At times, we're communicating with state government. Yeah. Uh, also, we can have the most information possible. And again, here in Cobb, um, instruction is important. We want kids to be learning every day. We want them to learn in the classroom every single day. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to do anything that's going to compromise their safety. Yeah, it's not worth somebody ending up in a, a ditch injured. That's right. Obviously. So um, 
you know, meteorologists are great at what they do, but there's st- I think their success rate is still something like 74%. <laughs> Man, you're getting in trouble with them today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they all subscribe, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it does, it, it, it kind of puts the school district in a little bit of a hard place, right? Because if they are wrong, then the superintendent's uh, decision can't be correct. I remember a few years back, we had a forecast of, oh, there's just going to be light flurries in the morning and it's going to be pretty and everybody's going to be fine. And uh, then, like, I think it was late morning, it started coming down heavy, started sticking to the street, and <laughs> all of a sudden, it was, it was not a fun scene. So is there anything, anything that the school district can do to combat bad information coming in or a bad forecast. Well, hopefully, um, podcasts like this and and uh, again the communication that that uh, the district puts out in advance of a potential closing or change in schedule mm-hmm. um, helps. Um, we can't make that decision until we have uh, all the information, and and more often than not, that is not as early as we want it to be. Right. Um, we know that um, again, parents and grandparents have have lives and schedules and work schedules and uh, childcare. Uh, uh, we're sensitive to all that. Um, our superintendent's been very adamant um, for years now. If we're going to make a decision unless it's an extreme circumstance we're going to make that decision the day before as early as possible right um, to give parents time to, to give do parents as much time as possible we're not yeah. going to uh, unless it's an absolute emergency that came out of the blue we're not going to surprise parents at six o'clock in the morning with a you know hey just kidding you thought you had school today but you don't um but uh i hope what you're hearing is part of the process even on this podcast and again some of the other resources that you guys um put out there um that show uh, the steps and the amount of time that it takes to make these decisions. Um, and we try to make that as fast as possible, so there's as short of a turnaround time as possible for our parents. Uh, I can say it in one sentence. We're gonna tell our parents as much as we can, as early as we can, yeah. so they can make the best decisions for them and their family. Um, we try to stick to at least a day before uh, typically the night before, um, yeah. so we can give a little lead run, time. Up, run up to that line of, yeah. hey, we know what the weather's going to do, or we think we know what the weather's going to do, and at the same time, um, give parents as much time as possible to make plans. So uh, would your advice to parents be um, have two plans? One for if this happens as we expect, and otherwise, you know, revert to the plan B? Uh, the better, best thing I would tell you to do would be t- to pay attention to our social media channels and our website. Yeah. Um, the moment you start hearing about a possible weather event from Stay a friend tuned. or from um, or from media, uh, you could certainly ask a school, but a school is going to say something similar, probably in a better way than, than you and I are talking about it right now, but a principal kind of repeat the process as we're talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. We might put out resources like this one, and we're, we're taping this in, uh, in, don't tell anybody, but it's November, and uh, it hasn't snowed yet. I think it's going to be 80 degrees today. Um, <laughs> but you might be listening to this you know, with, with an ear on, hey, what's going on? How are you guys deciding? Keep an eye on our communication channels. Keep an eye on your inbox. Keep an eye on your text messages um our commitment to you all is that you will get a decision from us as early as possible with the very best information we have from weather experts Mm -hmm. um and again unless it's an emergency um superintendent ragsdale has been been pretty clear we're not going to surprise parents last minute you'll at least have enough lead time to make preparations he's been very thoughtful of families in that regard now um 
a, mo- a moment ago you said parents contacting the schools is that really the appropriate thing because you, the the principals can't do anything about the weather call they just respond to what the district says needs to happen you can't open some schools and close others can you yeah, that's a great point. In 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 Cobb, no, you can't. So if we have a weather event that impacts South Cobb and and maybe doesn't as much in North Cobb, we're mm-hmm. still going to make a decision for the entire entire county. Again, with with rare exception, uh, there might be flooding at a school that's that's isolated to a um, a, a single school. But um, again, we're sensitive. We're we're a big district. We have um, school buses and student drivers who are out on the road from all over the county. Um, we, we impact all 800,000 people who live here and yeah. um, making a change in one part of the county really makes a change to the entire county. Um, and so we try to, um, again, be as sensitive as we can to our entire community, not just um, north, south, east, or west. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> and uh, maybe uh, maybe in an attempt to dash the hopes and dreams of those dear children hoping for a snow day how does CTLS impact? <laughs> I, I can read your face right now. You don't want to answer this question because education's a, a real need, but you also can identify with the desire for that snow day every now and then. Yeah, my my uh, my teenage self is is bemoaning uh, missing the uh, missing the snow days and yeah. and getting on a sled. Um, so, so having the technology obviously has changed a lot since since you and I were in school and so um, there's advantages to that one of them is that we can provide access to learning mm-hmm. literally anywhere and whether it's a weather event or whether you're just homesick or out on vacation you have access to your to your classroom and your teachers uh, uh, resources for you from anywhere that's a good thing um, are we going to require on snow days that uh, students uh, spend a full instructional day at home online. Uh, I guess I'll just say to stay tuned. But I, 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 I'll, I'll, that's a non-committal I'll, answer. I think it is. You got me. Uh, I think I'll also say uh, Superintendent Ragsdale has been pretty clear that um, we try to take um, not just instruction into account, not just the needs of families, not just the access to technology, not just student safety. We try to take all that into account. Um, uh, student safety first. So um, could there be days where it snows and we have instructional resources for students online so that they are able to continue their learning at home? Yes. Could there be snow days and will there be snow days where um, those resources are optional? Yes. Um, and I guess I could keep going with different, different, different potentials depending on the situation. But you just hear me saying the superintendent has been very adamant about um, balancing uh, the needs, our academic needs of our students, and then the realities of our families, particularly during weather. Um, um, so it's a good resource to have. I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> that, it sounds like maybe you, are, are you planning a presidential for us? Yeah, okay. yeah, I could see that. No, so um, snow and ice, a, a moment ago, you mentioned storms also, hurricanes and floods and such. Snow and ice are just one one part of that. But the response of the school district to the changing weather conditions varies according to the perceived threat or potential threat. That's right. Um, Lots of times in the fall and and particularly in the spring, as weather systems change, we start seeing spin up of tornadoes or just severe weather, high winds. It doesn't have to be a tornado. Tell us a little bit about how the school district responds to such events, such as uh, a pop-up weather system in the springtime, uh, maybe getting high winds uh, as an example. 
Yeah, similar to what I mentioned earlier, and, and I think for, for any weather event, um, our process starts when we're notified by somebody that is not a teacher or an educator inside the school district, somebody that's an expert. A weather professional. Somebody that's an expert in the field. Uh, sometimes that comes from state government, you know, hey, heads up. More often than not, it's coming from the weather service, even if it is high winds, even if it is extreme heat, even if it is snow. Um, and again, that really begins our process. We're not trying to play weatherman from home. Uh, sometimes I, I think uh, we get accused of that on either side. You know, hey, uh, you made a decision to close school and it didn't snow. What's wrong? Or <laughs> right. you didn't close school and it did. So, um, but we're um, we know what we're good at, and we're we're teachers. We're we're uh, uh, trying to keep schools open so kids can learn. And mm -hmm. when something happens, uh, tornado, snow, and anything in between. Um, we're going to rely on the experts. When the weather service, uh, local or national, uh, lets you know that something is developing in our area, um, don't we have like a code or something in the school that alerts everybody? You're not having to wait for the superintendent to make a decision on something like that, are you? Yeah, great, great example. And so up, up till now, I think we've been talking about a weather event that affects the entire county. You right. asked that earlier. Great question. Um, principals do have the ability, if there's a weather event that is specific to their school, let's just use flooding. Uh -huh. um, we have some schools that are next to bodies of water. Hey, yeah. you know, there's there's a foot of water headed my way or in my building. They're certainly not waiting for, for us centrally. And, and so there are codes inside of the building. Um, I think it's a code white, I think is, uh, if memory serves, mm -hmm. um, that allows a principal to notify the entire school, including the community, parents, teachers, students, um, that there's a weather event going on inside the building and there obviously there'd be more specific communication coming from the principal. Yeah. Um, and obviously then we as a, a district would be sending staff out immediately. I mean, that sure. that would that would be a um, uh, all hands on um, type of situation if there's a school that's being impacted by weather that isn't impacting the rest of the schools. And that that's a legitimate example, because yep. in the springtime, especially in, in here in Georgia, we have these little pop-up cells that can, you know, it's bright, sunshiny, and beautiful in one place, but this other place is just getting deluged. So that's, right. that's, that's legit. So how do people, how would you advise for, for parents to stay tuned to what's going on weather-wise in the school district? What resources would you suggest they turn to first be monitoring ctls parent um your your text messages and the district website and social media feeds you, you okay. will be communicated to um, more than any other time during a weather event uh, pro probably too much frankly and i say that as a, as a parent as much as as i do anything sure. else um, with a commitment from a superintendent that it will be communicated um, as early as possible um, while also keeping your your child safe yeah so uh media outlets like uh, or uh social media outlets like twitter x now i guess and uh, instagram or uh, it yeah we'll, we'll communicate through our communication channels okay. before we give it to media and then media will pick it up from there or we'll give it to media right afterwards so we, we communicate directly to our parents particularly with weather as fast as possible and believe it or not giving it to traditional media sometimes takes some time you know there's there's lag time um, yeah. particularly in a weather event of, of um, minutes which cost parents um, uh, convenience at if nothing else so um, yeah we'll communicate through our website we'll communicate through so all social media feeds um, CTLS parent text message and email okay so uh, number one advice would be stay weather aware 
stay tuned into that situation. Number two would be uh, maybe go ahead and get your plans in mind at least uh, well ahead of the January and and frankly just do it now. <laughs> yeah, because you never know when weather's going to take a turn, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's right. And again, what can you expect as a parent if we know that there's potential weather? Yeah. You'll hear about it from us a day or two in advance. Hey, we're keeping an eye out. We're aware. We're looking. We'll communicate as much as we can once a decision's made. So if if you don't see that mm-hmm. a day or two before a weather event, either it's a surprise <laughs> to, to everybody, including the weather everyone, yeah. Um, or we, we just haven't made a decision yet. So you can expect that uh, each and every time. Um, and then you can expect follow-up communication um, with the decision again with enough time for you to make plans as, as families before, um, before the day of. Okay. Well, super. Well, John, thank you so much. I, I know it's uh, uh, when we're recording this, it is a uh, board meeting week, and you're usually very, very busy during those weeks. But I think this is an important topic that you're coming by and, and shedding some light on is really helpful. Yeah. Lots of good people doing lots of work to prepare to keep our kids as safe as possible. That's that's 365 days of the year, um, but particularly during um, uh, weather events and um, good folks in our transportation and operations division specifically who are um, um, doing that every single day. All right. So. Sounds good. If you found this podcast helpful, tell a friend. They'll appreciate getting the info. And uh, you can also find links to the uh, Cobb Schools channel of communication or channels of communication on social media like Twitter, X, Instagram. And of course, there is always that CTLS parent to help keep you informed. Uh, you can also find all of that information in the description and show notes for the podcast. So thank you for listening to this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.